Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. My name is Jonah, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. Macomb, Michigan. And uh, it's such an honor that you're tuning in or you're watching this. Um, If you're listening to this and you're listening to the audio version, you are currently listening to this on SoundCloud. So thank you so much for checking this out. Um, Please feel free, um, if you like what you hear, to, to, uh, to follow this. Um, so that you'll be able to stay up to date with uh, with any new podcast that comes out. And if you're watching this, I thank you for watching this. This is something very different for me. Um, but you're currently watching this on YouTube, or maybe it's been shared on Facebook. Um, but no matter how you're watching this or, or partaking in this, um, it is an honor. And I do not want to waste your time. And uh, I just want to be able to um, start today, the debut um, episode of this podcast, of this journey that we're going to go on. Uh, for the unseeable future, I want to start this. Um, I want to start this um, as something that is um, impactful and something that is almost like a uh, a a milestone, something that we can look back on and uh, and celebrate. Um, so, as I was thinking about how do I start off this podcast, how what what do I talk about? You know, um, this this whole thing that I've been thinking about and praying about for years is finally here. What what is it that I need to talk about? What is it um, that that you um, could be blessed by hearing and listening and 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 we can be thinking and having a conversation about? And as I thought about that, I got brought back to 2016. 2016, and that's when Color and Chaos um, um, was uh, was renewed. It started back in 2012 as Escape to the Well as a blog. And it continued as a blog in 2016, but it was changed um, the name and the format of it into Color and Chaos. And at that time, um, I was in the process of moving from South Carolina to Michigan. And I was also, it was right after a um, ending of a relationship with a woman after three years. And we were actually engaged to be married, but that fell through. And I just graduated college. And so there's all of these uh, different things that I was trying to process and things going on in my life. And um, that's where the idea color and chaos came from, because I, 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 I knew by the grace of God at that moment that even though what I was feeling was heartbreak, is that I know that the Lord previously in my life and currently even at that moment, I, I, I knew that the Lord allows those painful moments and, and I can see such a beauty that comes out of them through growth. And through being able to look at things uh, differently than how you entered into that ordeal. And so Color and Chaos was born out of that. But um, that's not really what I want to talk about. But what I want to talk about is at that moment when I started Color and Chaos again, the very first post, and you might have read it if you've been following me for a while, it was a post called Brave New World. Brave New World. And I was thinking about starting this podcast the very same way, Brave New World. And you might be wondering, Jonah, you know, what does Brave New World mean? It sounds kind of cool. Sounds kind of, um, it sounds kind of trendy. But what what does that mean? And I kind of want to go into that today and uh, talk about um, how how um, that idea of Brave New World um, can be able to speak, hopefully, to you with where you're at, and and speak to me with where I'm at as well. And so Brave New World comes, um, that, that phrase in my life comes back to um, 2012 when I graduated high school. And it was the last week of high school. And uh, at the high school that, we, that I went to, is in Pickens, South Carolina. And um, what we would do, we would have this ceremony where all of the students would uh, go into the gym. And it will be the freshmen, the sophomore, um, the juniors, and the senior class. And they'd all be sitting with each other um, in their specific classes. And they would sing this song to each other. So 
um, the the sophomores will stand up and sing to the freshmen, and um, and the juniors will stand up, sing to the sophomores, and the seniors will stand up and uh, and be sung to by the uh, by the freshmen. So it was this opportunity to kind of promote. Right. And everybody looked forward to this moment because if you were a freshman, you no longer wanted to be a freshman. And, and if you don't live in the United States and you might not know what a freshman is in high school in the United States, you have four years that you typically go through some some states. It might be five, but typically it's it's a, it's freshman is the first year of high school which is ninth grade, and then sophomore, which is 10th grade, and junior, which is 11th grade, and and senior, which is 12th grade. And colleges follow a very similar model um, with a four-year college. Um, so this is something everybody looks forward to. And and the freshmen look forward to it because then, you know, this is the day that they no longer have to be the lowest on the totem pole, but they get to move up. And seniors look forward to this day because this is the very last thing they have to do before being able to do the graduation ceremony um, that would be happening soon, maybe the next week or that that weekend. And so for me, I was in uh, senior year of high school, and um, I remember where I was at senior year. Senior year um, was right after my parents divorced. It was um, going into senior year was when I um, got on my knees and I surrendered my life to Christ and I said, Jesus, take my life, I'm yours. And, and I started to look at this world through the worldview of the Bible and the Lord was doing and trans, trans, uh, just, just changing me from the inside day by day by day by day by day. And um, so I had that going on. I remember um, one of the girls that I was dating um, before I gave my life to Christ, she was dating a coach at my high school, which was kind of weird. And it hurt really bad because it was something that like, like should not have happened. Um, but that was something that I was going through and processing and uh, asking the Lord for strength and for clarity and to be able to um, to not um, to not get wrapped up into all the emotions that might come with that. Um, and also, I knew that I was going to be moving to Columbia, South Carolina to go to college, which that was two hours away from where I grew up and uh, where my family was and my friends were. And so all this was going on in my mind. And I wanted to um, read this last refrain and uh, talk about it a little bit and, uh, and, and discuss a little bit why it made such an imprint on me. But it says this. So at this moment, the, uh, the freshmen would have been singing to the seniors. And so it would have been a, a very uh, sentimental moment that the, uh, the lowest is singing to the highest. So all the seniors would have stand up and the underclassmen uh, would have been singing this. Where aware the grand old seniors? Where aware the grand old seniors? Where aware are the grand old seniors safe now in the wide, wide world? And then they go on. They've gone on from their alma mater. They've gone on from their alma mater. They've gone on from their alma mater. Safe now in the wide, wide world. And I remember hearing that, and I remember tears um, developing in my eyes because I was just thinking about that whole idea that at that time in, in the United States, when you're a senior in high school, typically you're 18. And 18 in the United States is this kind of rite of passage that, um, you know, at 18, you're technically an adult now. And uh, so the government kind of looks at you as an adult. And um, so you have this opportunity. If you can provide for yourself at 18, you have this you have an opportunity 
a very viable opportunity to go into the world and make something out of it. You no longer have to be tied back to parents. You no longer have to be tied back to um, schooling. Um, of course, you can go and pursue schooling if you want to, but you don't have to. Illegally, uh, you don't have to anymore. And so you're at this opportunity, you're at this crossroad where you literally have an opportunity to go away from everything that you knew, all of the comfort and safety and all of the um, all of the things that you knew um, that, that, that made up your first 18 years of life. And some people, of course, they have experiences that take them beyond that. And that's awesome. They get, they get experiences outside of maybe the community that they grew up in and maybe they have family and they travel a lot. So maybe their worldview is a little beyond what their community is. And unfortunately, even some other people, they, they grow up in a lot of turmoil and a lot of hurt and a lot of pain during those 18 years, which I know I can relate to a lot. Um, but not, but, um, but of course it's all relative of what we go through that makes up that 18 years. But no matter what brings you to that moment, maybe you had the worst 18 years and you had to go through so many experiences that people older don't even get to go through or don't, don't want to go through. Or maybe you had the best 18 years and you had an awesome family and you had awesome opportunities and awesome friends and awesome memories. At that moment, we're all on the same playing field because we have this opportunity at that moment to step into that wide, wide world. And I remember from that moment on, I didn't really remember the wide, wide world part, but I did remember brave new world because I was thinking about at that moment what I was feeling and I was asking and begging the Lord, God, please give me a bravery of what's to come. God, I don't know what's to come. I know you know what's to come, but I don't know what's to come. And I know right now, Lord, I'm having a, enough of a hard time processing where I'm at and, and, and where I'm in right here. And God, now I'm about to add this unknown to this. And I remember at that moment saying, God, you know, I have enough struggle um, seeing today as something that um, that I have a grasp on. And, and, and now I'm thinking about the future. I'm thinking about what's to come. And I remember at that moment, uh, it hit me, all of those moments when I was growing up, all the, all the things that I wanted to do, but I couldn't do because I was young. Like, uh, for instance, I would always um, I would always lay awake at night as a little kid laying in my bed. I had a trouble. I had trouble sleeping, um, but I would always lay awake at night as a kid. And I would always want so bad to go outside and sneak out of my room and go explore. And sometimes I did that. Uh, sometimes I snuck out of the house. Sometimes I went out my window and just sat out on the roof because I just like wanted to feel that adventure. And um, sometimes I would creep around the house and go to the kitchen and get something to eat without mom and dad knowing. Um, and there was something there, um, even at a young age, of adventure in my heart. I remember at 18, being able, I was thinking about it like, wow, literally, I, I have the opportunity now to go do that. And of course, you know, years go on and, and now I'm living on my own and, 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 and I have an apartment. And now I have an opportunity. You know what? I can, I can go out for a drive whenever I want. And it made me think about that whole idea of wide, wide world, the brave new world. And I just wanted to um, to see with you, where are you at in your life? Where are you at? Are you just like that kid that you look at this world and you say, you know what, what opportunity is going to face me today? What's what's going to happen today? What's 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 the new thing I'll discover or learn today? Or are you calloused? Are you... Um, are you maybe heartbroken? Are you maybe um, numb to this brave new world? Maybe it's become a wide, wide world to you. Um, maybe you look at every single day not really as an opportunity, but you look at every single day as a burden. No matter where today finds you, 
I pray, I pray so bad. I pray and, and I hope that we don't look at this day as a burden. No matter what you're thinking, no matter what you're going through, no matter what's about to face you in the next hour, 15 minutes, or, or, or what, no matter what's going to face you, that right now, my prayer is that we look at today through the eyes of that kid that says, you know what, today is an opportunity. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let me rejoice, no matter my circumstances, no matter um, my fears or worries or doubts, no matter the good things in my life, no matter the things that I'm really happy about, but let me rejoice anew, not rejoice on on something maybe that that has happened today or yesterday, but let me rejoice as if as if today I was just born, that everything is new around me. Every single person I meet is not an obstacle, but it's an opportunity to learn something from, to gather something from, to be able to see a, a, a bigger picture than just what my worldview currently is. And um, I just wanted to share this passage real quick um, as I grab it real quick. Um, I was just reading 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel, verse 11, and this is when Samuel, if you know nothing about uh, Bible, then you're absolutely in the right place because uh, I'll, I'll explain it in a little bit. Um, so if you have no idea of, of what I'm about to read, I'm going to talk about it just a little bit. Um, but at this point in the Bible, um, this is a moment where the nation of Israel is basically begging for a king. Every single nation has a king. Every single nation um, has this structure. And at this point, Israel, they worship God. They worship Yahweh, but they don't have a human king that rules over them. And at this moment in history, they pretty much has kind of forgotten about Yahweh, forgotten about God. And uh, they've been trying to do things on their own. And so at this moment, they go to a man named Samuel. Uh, and this man um, has had has been walking with the Lord, growing in the Lord, um, even at a young age, as a kid. Um, you know, Samuel was that person that looked at this world as as a brave new world because he knew every single day the Lord had something that he he wanted to show um, and teach Samuel. And so Samuel was the one with that brave new world mindset. But everybody else had that wide wide world as uh, mindset. They looked at this world as as something that was a burden or, or, or something that was. Um, okay, yeah, no, today, today we live, but where's the hope? Where's the joy? And uh, they were tired. And so they go to Samuel and they say, you know what, Samuel, we want a king. We want a king. And so Samuel, of course, knows what that means. They're not just asking for a king. They're basically saying like, hey, like this God isn't enough for us. We need something more. And so Samuel finds his man named Saul, and Saul basically basically is the person who becomes the king. And so at this point, Saul just became king, and now he's stuck in this situation. There's a neighboring nation that is attacking Israel, and now Saul, as king, he's a brand new king. He's just like that 18-year-old kid that is thrown into the world. He's thrown into this unknown situation that, okay, a neighboring person just attacked me. What do I do? How do I respond? And so this is how Saul responds when he hears the news. So it says this. So it says, now behold, and this is in uh, 1 Samuel eleven five. 5, but it says this. Now behold, Saul was coming in from the field behind where the oxen were staying. And Saul said, what is wrong with the people that they are weeping? So they told him the news of what happened in the neighboring city. And this is verse 6, uh, 1 Samuel 11, verse 6. It says this, And the Spirit of God rushed upon Saul when he heard these words, and his anger was greatly kindled. He took, he took, um, he took some of the oxen, and to, to make a statement, 
he cut up the oxen and he sent it to all the different tribes of Israel as a statement and a declaration because he was so mad about what just happened. And he sent this to every single tribe. He said, you know what? You are either going to come and you're going to help me fight back this enemies that has attacked us. Or you'll be able, you or you'll literally be almost like these this this ox that just got cut up. You you'd almost be worthless. So it's almost like a draft. Uh, it was a kind of a weird way to to draft people to join an army. But Saul was so angry. He was so moved about what happened that the same Saul that right before this incident was scared and he and he he didn't he didn't really know what this this brave new world was going to hold. At this moment, he receives this 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 power, this this authority and this boldness to act. And it says this. It says then the dread of the Lord, so what really was going on in the bigger picture, almost like this awakening, fell upon the people, and they came out almost as one person. So what that means is that after they, after Saul did this, the people saw the bigger picture, and they said, you know what? We're going to unify, and we're going to do something about it. No matter what you're going through, my prayer is that no matter the, the, the chaos in your life, that we can say, you know what? Today is a day that I'm not going to allow this chaos to have the last word, but I'm going to step up in boldness and I'm going to see a bigger picture and I'm going to unify with those around me, with my family, with my friends, with my community, no matter our opposing views, no matter um, what has led us into this gym to say, um, no matter if the people around you are freshmen, sophomores or juniors and you're the senior and you feel like you have it all together, no matter where you're at, it's an opportunity for us to say, you know what, we can look at this day through the eyes of saying, look, this is a brave new world and we are in this together. And so that's my prayer for you today, that no matter where today finds you, is that we can look at this and say, you know what, we are in this together. So no matter where you're at, my prayer is that you know that you are so loved and that you are made for a far greater plan and purpose than anything this world can offer. I want to pray real quick and, uh, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll be done with today. Lord God, just thank you for who you are. Thank you for the moments in our life, even the moments that seem so mundane, whether it be a silly little um, high school um, ceremony. But God, every single moment is an opportunity for you to show us something and teach us something that will change our life and help us see this world differently. So God, I thank you for the moment in my life with uh, that, that song, as silly as it is, Lord, it, 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 it provoked a uh, concept inside, uh, inside of me that this world really is big, but not to look at it as if it's big and unknown and scary, but to look at it as an opportunity for you to work through me. And God, I pray that for every single person that's listening to this today, no matter what they're going through, Lord, please meet them. Please become more real to them. Please help them know that you are, you are there. Um, please give them boldness and courage to uh, step up and uh, continue to seek you today and not just uh, go to sleepwalking and just going through the motions of, of a life that uh, has no purpose, Lord. But we were made for a purpose and that purpose is found in you. So thank you, Jesus, for who you are. In your name we pray and we surrender and we say, amen. Amen. Y'all have a great day today. God bless you. And I'll talk to you later.